ask you today. Tasha's really love good it. at like managerial stuff, like telling you when something's wrong, but doing nothing to fix it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like good at like just picking things apart and then I'm the go-to to like... I would be a great manager. Is that one okay? That's <laughs> rolling. Sti- no, but is this stick in my face? No, you're good. Okay. Yeah, you got three cameras at you, honey. You're all set. Should we get this thing going? Are you all right? You ready to go? Is the sound okay, everything? Let's do it. Ladies and it. gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to The Sap. As always, your boy Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney. Returning guest, Kane Holloway. Yeah. And then Holly Annabelle Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Host of the Well Actually podcast. The WAP. The WAP. <laughs> Which I did not realize. I did not put that together until I started Googling your podcast to listen to. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> we should have an empire on just podcast built on actually. Yeah. Sex actually. Oh. Well, actually. I love it. That's actually it. That's all I've got. The WAP and the SAP, the WAP and the SAP combined. So, Kane, you've been on, it must have been over a year ago. Yeah. Tw- I've been on twice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but this is the first time since you've been married. Congratulations. Oh Thank you. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. So oh. exciting. And you guys are engaged. Yeah. We are. We did the thing. Congratulations. Also, by the way, I got you guys something. Oh my um, God. Is it a ring? A WAP gift. <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's my wife's wedding ring. Uh, I got you guys. Well, well actually. Uh, oh, thank you. They're Watchmen buttons. Oh, perfect. Wow. Yeah, Very I like that. Cool. Oh, you guys are better than us. They just out podcast <laughs> us. Yeah. Okay, but also look at this setup. This... We are not better than <laughs> no, you. No, no. You're going to come into my home and give me a button for your show? <laughs> you're going to yeah. show up to my home. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Oh, there you go. That's nice. Baller. So, yeah, well, you know, we, we're trying to, you know, you try to do video. We're, you know, good, good looking people here. And then here we are just putting things out on audio for mm-hmm. no one to get to know. So, you know, we're trying our best. But then I don't know if YouTube wants to hear, pod, watch podcasts. You know, it's it's just a weird. Joe Rogan's people watch podcasts, but he's Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, always, there's always the exception to the rule where someone's like, well, but Oprah quit her job and then became a billionaire. <laughs> you go, well, that's not how it always works. <laughs> how does it feel being a married guy? How's that life? It feels the same. <laughs> and um, the only thing is, is now um, her she's kicked into hyperdrive of making sure that we don't get divorced. <laughs> so now we're looking, she wants to make sure that we're constantly like do like building on something. Like whereas before when we were just boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, necking and stuff like that. <laughs> Not a, not a, not a peep. But now that we're married, it's like, okay, well, what's next? All of a sudden, there's a what's next, and that's the, ne- the thing. What which, next? Like in the relationship? Kind of. Yeah. Like, what are we gonna do next? Um, like house and stuff like that. No kids, though. We have decided. You, got that. you guys don't mutually. Neither of you want kids. No. God. Everyone that has kids has a fucking horror story about having their kids and then they try to convince you that it's worth it yeah at the end my sister's got four kids they're beautiful love them they're very nice but but then i'll be like oh yeah yeah woke up at 9 a.m she'll be like oh must be nice (laughs) yeah it is you know we decided not to have four children yeah sorry you know the bitterness cannot but then but then you're right about the hype you said you said she kicks it into hyperdrive i feel like and again, I, I I generalize completely on this podcast. Okay, I make everything man versus woman here, and I know I know I know all women hate being generalized. I like to say, but it's uh, the um, so I feel like with our relationship, it's like a car gear. So as soon as we fulfilled that first gear, we start revving up a little too high. It's ready to shift it into the next problem. It's ready to shift sure. it into the next thing. So the second we got engaged, everyone's starting to ask us when when the date is for the next thing, and it just seems like there's always another level to accomplish. Luckily, we're both pretty lazy right now, and we're just sitting in the engaged lifestyle for yeah. four months, which has been nice. Do that. But what is that? Do you have that in your relationship? Because you're in a no. relatively 
new yeah we've been doing it for a year a year um no we don't i mean if anything i'm so paranoid i've never really been so in love and been in such a great relationship so i'm so paranoid i'm gonna lose it then i'm like marry me marry me so i don't lose you (laughs) Um, but i don't need marriage it's more like i just need something to show me that this isn't just gonna all fall apart really fast how did you know that you were in love how did you know that this was like something Um, more serious than past things I was going to make a joke and be like, well, what? I'm going to be serious about this. I I don't know. You just know. I I literally, I left a relationship, was single for a bit, then got in a relationship with him and pretty quickly afterwards. And uh, it was just like, we said, I love you to each other within a week. Yeah. Wow. And, who said it first? Um, or is it one of those drunk Oh men? my God. It was, you know, when you think back on the beginning of a relationship, you're like, we were so fucking dumb where you're just laying in a bag like, I want to tell you something, but I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did that shit, yeah. and it was like at least a weekend with Kelsey. Yeah. I, we were. I was like, she's like, "What's on your mind?" And I'm like, "I can't say it." And she's like, you can see on both our faces, like, just fucking do it. Yeah, God. and then I think I said something like, I don't remember. I think I whispered like. <laughs> so stupidly <laughs> and he was like what was that what was that you said it first you said it first and then he said i love you like overall and then he asked me to be his girlfriend so it was those steps wow well that's i mean the whole asking to be a girl i mean you i, I like to think it's implied for the most part it's when it's not it's called defining the relationship it's an important step no i i i, I that's why i've been ghosted on many times because i was like i thought we were together and she's like no that's not what we were <laughs> at all what was the diff- time frame between your breakup and and starting to be on the make with this gentleman i'm just a few months not, oh, that's, not, not that's not yeah. that short no I, yeah yeah super but was the one was the relationship you had just ended or, or was it your just decision or did it end badly no it was it was my decision but i think mutually benefit for good for both of us in the long run like we've been together for almost four years um and he was the most stable thing I've ever had in my entire life. Like I've, I've had a very turbulent life. He was so stable that I held on to that as like, this is, this is what a relationship's supposed to be. But we weren't in love. Like he was my best friend. And I still think nothing but good things about him. He's a wonderful person. But I, it was like a hard thing. I, mean, I love you so much as a person, but we have to not be together. And, and, and how long between making that realization in your head mm-hmm. and actually oh, uh, having that talk? Oh, two years? <laughs> <laughs> That's how that it's works, hard yeah. to because you want things to be and Tasha's probably having it right now she's like oh, yeah, we're here though um but like it's it's got to be hard to make that realization and then try to convince yourself Absolutely. otherwise because all of society yeah. is like yo you look great together or you get well, a- honestly all of my friendships uh, you know when you break up with someone they're like yeah we never we knew that wasn't gonna last i feel like all my friends were waiting for me to break up with him not because they didn't like him but they knew that i wasn't invested and uh then it took me like two years. I was just so I felt it was the most peace I'd ever felt in my life with him. I mean, and but now I realize I don't have necessarily peace with my current relationship, but I'm so much more in love. So that's not what it is. I think that was another reason that made me know I was in love now. You know, we talked to someone last night on the podcast, which was going to air a week, a month from now. So this is a teaser for people. But what did she say about our relationship? How we don't have the same goal. So uh, We're, we have complimentary. Com- well, she was talking about skill sets, not goals, but, but, but complimentary skill sets. And uh-huh. it's good when like sometimes you, you're not you, you just don't have that. You don't have to have that much in common with your significant other 
either on the like the kind of um, career path or whatever. But if as long as you can use each other's skills to work together, yeah. then you that's like the t- total cohesiveness. I mean, for Kane, you and Kelsey are obviously like in very direct lines of career path, like with mm-hmm. what you guys do. But does your boyfriend um, uh, work no. creatively? He's a, he's a writer who absolutely hates social media and he no we don't have he he uh, he was an actor so he understands the industry but he didn't know anything about comedy now let me ask you this pretty lady does stand-up comedy how many dudes stopped <laughs> messaging that's you? my autobiography that's it yeah <laughs> that was it. i just i cut to the chase everyone thinks it well because i asked this because with tasha all of her f- guy friends just disappeared as soon as i started showing up in the tagged photos so like yeah. did you do you did you notice like dudes that were like your friends that are just like yeah absolutely of course yeah I, my followers dropped like this, <laughs> i and i love it now i like it's like a game where i'm like let me post a photo of brad and just see how many people don't don't comment on it or like my true friends come out of the woodwork you yeah. know but yeah. it's different for me if i post a picture of just myself or like like if i were to be so brazen as to like you know, go full naked, a full nude photo of myself. Uh, no one would comment on it. But if I have a loving picture of me and Kelsey together <laughs> doing being a couple. Yeah. Oh, 115 yeah. likes. You guys are so beautiful. It's Dude. like, you know what? I, you know what? I got a symmetrical face. <laughs> you should make a fucking compliment. You've actually gotten better looking with the shaved head, I think. Oh yeah, yeah I think yeah. you've got like your. Uh, did you see their wedding photos? You had a real like yeah. You had a good looking uh, angle to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah you had a you're, clean head. You're bo- I, I mean, you, bo- you both look you both look great. But you but you're right. I mean, we could we, you and I could just tour on the bullshit that we have to deal with as far as like what society is like like you know that society wants us to like um well you know that the ladies are out of our league on a certain level when we get so much love for posting their photo yes and then in mm-hmm. reverse but there is a there is a world out there of people that would appreciate our relationship it's just not the followers that you built yeah and that's and you can't blame yourselves for that like there is just going to be a group of men that are going to want to see both of you guys because you're very beautiful you're both very beautiful and uh, i just compliment people the whole podcast yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Well, i just woke beautiful. up that's what i mean <laughs> but it, but it's true and then it's kind of like reconfiguring your mm-hmm. fan base in a way i mean for for comedy it's like build whatever fans but you're you can. you're 100 right i definitely when i first started doing stand-up i kind of got told to portray myself a different way than i felt natural to myself I, people would be like do photo shoots post sexy pictures you can like get followers and then parlay them into stand-up and it did not work that way i got followers but then the second i stopped posting those sexy photos people were not interested in my stand-up. Girl, we are in yeah. such the same boat. I, I mean, I've lost like 8,000 followers since Dave and I, like since Dave started appearing on my no feed. It was way. like a slow bleed. But Thanks, like, folks. <laughs> but like we got engaged. I lost another thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just, they want to see yeah. ass and titties and they do not want to think about me being in a relationship. But it's interesting because I used to have such disdain for social media because mm-hmm. I was posting things that weren't authentic to me and I am so much happier getting 250 likes on a photo that's that feels more like me on the inside yeah than I was getting 2500 likes on like a bikini shot yeah. you know it like and it's hard to balance though because I I'm sure you understand this there is that 
point every now and then where I'm like, I look really good in this photo and I'd love to post it. But then I go, but why am I posting it? It doesn't have anything to stand up and it's me in a bikini or a, a tight clothing or something. So it's it's a weird balance of why do I want to post it? And is it still okay to post it? Yeah. You know? Well, we're allowed to be multifaceted, right? Yeah. But you hope that like the people who are following along and watching you appreciate all sides of you. They're just, they just way. don't. They never do. They don't. <laughs> we like all sides of you, Tasha. We like your backside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's like, yeah, you just decide to say fuck them. But like I said, there are, like, I do have friends that they're like known because they're, like, they've used the power of their relationship on social media mm-hmm. to kind of be a bigger thing. Yeah. But like, not that we're trying to do that. But also, I have to, I but have there's to. There's no reason why we couldn't. I mean, I actually, this relates sort of. I was watching this thing the other day. There's this, um, sort of etiquette coach online that I follow. I was watching one of her videos on YouTube that basically said why you shouldn't post your significant other on social media and people have told me this for a long time <laughs> agents and managers like no you should ju- you should be single online right I, I, but it, that's just not my vibe um so i don't listen i can't do anything smart for myself uh, <laughs> it's but, just not sustainable well no, but, it's like, not. but this woman's yeah. she had she had lots of arguments for why you know it could be beneficial to you to keep your relationship private Mm -hmm. um one being that like maybe he wants privacy two being what if you break up and Mm -hmm. then you're with a different guy on social media or what if god forbid they die or so you know like these are terrible arguments so far (laughs) opening yourself up to um i I don't know it's just like there are certain aspects of your life that you want to keep private and it's a little bit more elegant mm-hmm. to keep your relationship private is basically her biggest argument but she said the one exception is some people whose brand is them as a couple if they are making money off of being a couple on social media a travel couple a mm-hmm. comedy couple or whatever then it makes sense like mm-hmm. yeah make your money be your brand on social media but an, but for a normal person or a more private person like keep your relationship private we have um we have a saying we've read read somewhere called uh, flaring your limbic system and it's really that fight or flight feeling you get sometimes when you're about to get in a fight or if you're stressed out and it's just that thing that makes you snap at other people the more we've gotten to know about our limbic system the more we've been able to tell each other well, like, there's that olympic system oh no sorry <laughs> it's an olympic sized limbic system <laughs> yeah so it's the limbic system it's a nerve it's a nervous thing and it's just teaching it it's the thing that makes you freak the fuck out when you're kind of put mm-hmm. in duress but i i got it today when tasha had me reshoot her photo at brunch three different times and there was a window and I you just, guys were outside yeah and I knew that but and we, you wanted you looked good well I have to post this dress ah. and this oh, oh my god so I've I, never been in the presence of someone that has it I love that you can take like, her photo she, then. <laughs> no, but it's Boone's birthday, right? So we went to this place in Hollywood called The Waffle. They they sell woofles, like doggy Oh, waffles. shut up. And I oh, put a little hat man. on him. And so because it was his birthday and like I have to shoot this outfit anyway, it's like, okay, I want to wear this dress, blah, blah, blah. It's going to go great. They have like a yellow sort of theme there. Yellow and red go great. I was like, okay, so babe, I need you to take my photo. And then he took it and like got the table behind us in the background. <laughs> this poor guy I went as like far as I, over his waffle I went as in the far background. as I could go without physically moving my seats to get a photo and then and then and then two or maybe three more times we had to redo it after you looked at them in my limbic system i was ready to throw a waffle at you and i i didn't even get mad it was like worse than mad i was like i mean i'm getting like clammy thinking about how how anxious this made me oh yeah just because we're on the outside and there's a wall and then the inside people are all just eating and i could just imagine them all looking at me being like but why do you think that any of those people care about you it's not all about you 
That's like the number one most self-sabotage thing you can do is think that everybody's looking Honey, about I'm you. I'm sweating, about reliving, you I'm reliving this you. moment. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it doesn't happen to us. But it's interesting to know because it's, it's not, it's good to know in certain instances what stresses out or gives your partner anxiety. Mm-hmm. Not to say you should avoid those instances, but that's where you kind of just, you know, like. You know, it's like, do you know when Kelsey freaks the fuck? I mean, it must be before show. Like, what? Like, do you know when to just like be extra on guard as a husband? Um. Well, there's times where I'm like, uh, there's. Well, it's funny that you say that. Like, especially like I don't give a shit when, especially when I'm outside and like we're at brunch or whatever, and I don't care what people. I'll sing or I'll I'll say things very loudly, and Kelsey's the one that gets really. She gets really embarrassed. She's like, "Oh my god, please." <laughs> stop doing it. like i'll just like i'll learn a verse from a Nicki minaj song and then i'll do my Nicki minaj impression and she's like could you just <laughs> trying to eat but, all the tables around you are like huh? yeah and all the tables will look and see this fucking idiot in my fucking red Sox hat uh and then uh but then she'll want to take a picture and again i don't care but it's funny that she doesn't care what people around her uh-huh. think about that yeah. specific situation where I'm now taking several photos. I hand the phone. This is where I get upset. I hand the phone back after taking like nine. And then she go, can you take more? And I got to be like, you mother. <laughs> That's, but that was me. I knew, I knew the first round of photos I kind of had to do. I understood that. It was the second round where I go. That's when she had me move. She, can you go sit by that? <laughs> I'm trying to get the right angle. If you change your angle, then there's not a guy behind me. So then I go over there and I put it in portrait mode, which punches in a little tighter, looking good, got everything, shoes in case she needed to show those. But what Dave doesn't realize is that when you post a photo on Instagram, because of the aspect ratio, like it crops a little Mm -hmm. bit of the top of the bottom. So like Mm -hmm. my head and my shoes were going to be cut off. I didn't, these shoes match this outfit. I need my shoes. Guys, I was ready to walk away from the relationship. Sure, yeah. Uh, That was before the even third time. I was like, this is how how it goes down this is it he's just hovering over his your engagement ring ready to take it just, off just, 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 she's bloated so it won't come off and i'm just like give me that thing yeah i don't know but it's but then when you when you talk about things like that and i acknowledged it i was like i'm really losing my shit right now well you find out how insignificant that whole scenario is like as you're explaining it like i have my own story but you guys are still here like there's times where kelsey like there's there was we did a show and um and Kel- uh, we both got we both had great sets. And this woman who saw me, like as we're walking out, this woman who saw me, she goes, uh, she goes, I liked you the best. She didn't see Kelsey behind me, but she goes, I liked you the best. Now, as we've done shows together, that happens all the time. And I genuinely don't care if somebody finds, uh, you know, if we're all mm-hmm. on the same show, and then I hear someone go, Holly, you were out of all the comics, you were the best. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's not. Per- it's like that person resonated with exactly. The, the, you know, like th- exactly. that's all it is. It's not personal. But they weren't getting the check during that set, <laughs> yeah. so they heard exactly. the whole thing. So they heard your shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but Kelsey, but then she sees Kelsey. Now this is where the woman fucked up. Oh no. She didn't. She recognized that Kelsey, who Kelsey was, saw that. Oh, you're one of the other comics. And rather than pay her a compliment, also, <laughs> she then looked away real fast oh, no. <laughs> then just stood there while this other guy who was part of like the circle of you know congratulating the comics goes sees kelsey and he's also drunk and he goes no you were the best <laughs> then he goes over and like half hugs her and he's like you were the best and you can tell on her face she's like this fucking guy's making it worse he's making it worse oh, no. so the drive home she was like upset and i've been told i've been told 
I had a woman come up to me one time and be like really nervous to talk to me. And I thought she was a fan. So she's like, I just, I never do this. Um, and, but I just like, I really needed to tell you that your whole set was vulgar and unfunny. <gasps> and I thought she was joking. <laughs> so I was waiting for her to say, oh, I'm just kidding. I loved you, which never came. <laughs> so now we're staring at each other. And then I, I realized she's not kidding. And I go, oh. And she's like, yeah. And then she walked away very confidently like she ruined my night. I, I went on uh, Instagram that day on my stories. And I'm like, guys, I got a fucking <laughs> great story for you. Because it doesn't bother me. But Kelsey was really upset that that woman took the time to. Well, but you know what? That lady didn't say you weren't funny. You know, she said you were yeah. vulgar. Yeah. And I think that's... She's like, your comedic timing is on point. <laughs> you're like, you're like laughs you're, per minute? Yeah. Good. Pretty good. <laughs> Strong, you know, real confident, a little vulgar. You're like, but a good vulgar? Okay, all right. But, but when, when Kelsey will be like that, will be like erratic or something about something that... I could tell she like that she takes that personally. It's this well, thing we don't share. And even if, like, some days you take things more personally than others. I don't know why it happens, but yeah. some days yeah. when I'm at work and somebody says something that, like, has nothing to do with me but i take it personally like some days you just do i don't know you're and and probably goes back to your heart all the other times that you didn't take it personally and then it kind of compounds into that one moment Mm -hmm. i think that's what it does for me where if somebody says something sexist to me i'll flash it's like a movie i'll flash all the moments i didn't stand up for myself (laughs) and then i'll be like you motherfucking (laughs) and i'll scream at it don't you love that conversation with yourself after like i would have motherfucking you up and yeah it's hard it's hard to know what yeah, I had a lady tell me I was problematic during my set. Wow. Is that the most like woke, like ritzy show I've ever done? This <laughs> private, what, what was that place called? Soho House. Soho House. And she, and it was like a black lady. She goes, problematic. And I was like, that's the most I've had anyone ever critique my set. I mean, it wasn't like a heckle. I mean, it was uh-huh. a heckle, but I was like, I don't, I'm bombing right now on stage. I couldn't follow the guitar comic. Okay. Like, I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> and now I got to deal with problematic, which probably ended up getting me a better laugh by addressing it. You know what right. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so she helped myself. But like, it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's not a fully formed thought we're having on stage. Sometimes you slip up on a word or yeah. you go off on somebody and then the rest of the audience doesn't know why you're Isn't so angry. Right? You slip up on one word and you, I've done that before. I have, I have this joke where I talk about my little brother potentially being gay. And what did I, I said something that I didn't normally say. I was really not feeling well. I was kind of sick. And the, at the end of the joke, I go, and I, at first I thought he was telling me he was gay, but he's not. So I was happy or something i said something that made it sound like i was happy he wasn't gay and then i scrambled to fix it and then i think i lost everybody and then you're and then you're yeah, in your i'm head in my the head time. the whole time but all it took was me setting up the joke just slightly one word differently and i couldn't recover and that's the balance beam of it all mm-hmm. it really is i mean you, when you post a facebook status you, you know if you're about to cause trouble mm-hmm. but like sometimes on stage you just say something and you're like well that's yeah. that's the first minute of the next 15 <laughs> that i <could> be buried <laughs> that's me literally in. every time i go to a party you just <laughs> say just, yeah know. that like they just come out wrong i don't know why my brain is like dyslexic in my sentence mm-hmm. formation all the time i'm constantly feeling like well that went well now, <laughs> let me just walk away now we all need us you know for us to get into stand-up tasha doesn't do stand-up but you know usually we have a screw loose or two what's mm-hmm. your what's your baggage like why why did oh, you want to get into comedy i love it um, ooh, my bad these are, And these are things that we don't get into on our show. We say no, pretty we pop do culture. not. So whenever I know, we I'm do, like, do you know my baggage? I don't think you do. We'll do Patreon episodes where we won't talk about this topic. Like, we'll it'd be like Game of Thrones, 
But we'll get, I'll be like, how was your week? And she'll be like, my fucking mom. And then I'm like, sweet. Like, you, almost, you almost don't want to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah. You're like, what happened? I'm so excited. Um, I, I, I have riddled with mental illness. That's probably it. I have um, I bipolar and I'm, I have really severe OCD. So I feel like that makes life a little hard and then therefore you see things differently and then feel like you find the humor in it leads to good sex i feel like a bipolar ocd would be good sex wild <laughs> Doesn't that, as i was saying that i was like maybe this isn't something i should bring up it's a sex podcast we're talking about sex ocd now how do you yeah. so how do you deal OCD, with ocd ocd sex or bipolar mm, OCD, OCD sex. sex. Now, OCD oh, oh, sex would be tough. Yeah, I feel Pillows like... are all off and everything. <laughs> That's going to be a tough one. Yeah, the patterns need to be just so. Yeah. I'm like, the gingham is not. <laughs> Those are vertical stripes, not horizontal stripes. Brad, get off We need me. to lay horizontally to match the horizontal stripes. <laughs> do you, does the OCD, are they completely separate or do they work in unison to The fuck, bipolar fuck and OCD? You? Yeah. Actually, I, so super fun. I found out that when you get when you're diagnosed with one mental illness if it's becomes untreated and it just compounds on it on top of itself you then get an umbrella mental illness which can overtake the first one so i was bipolar first and then got diagnosed with ocd because my bipolar went untreated then the ocd has now become the main thing so it's 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 do really you try cute. to stop ocd your um things like how that, do you manage yeah. it um Oh, good question, guys. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, I went into therapy for a really long time and I learned a lot of tools and stuff for myself there, but it has gotten, it just comes in waves. It truly does. And I, you know, it's, it's the, the trick is like you are, you're a month, you're great and you don't want to do anything. And then a month you're terrible. And then you're like, fuck, I need help. But do you I'm, think it's related to like stress in your life um, or, or like lack of sleep or something? Oh yeah. Lack of sleep. Well, I, ha I don't sleep because I have OCD basically like okay. i go probably months without with two hours of sleep oh my god oh that sounds horrible it's tasha will give you some of her sleep hours <laughs> killing it I you're, you're professional <laughs> now, now let me ask you this because um so like tasha's got lyme disease which is uh -huh. um probably ramps up anxiety and and a few other things um and how how does your boyfriend know how to help you out or deal with you or are you able to communicate yeah. to him like now's not the time yeah definitely and uh, honestly it's funny i think when you ha are diagnosed with something you can see it in other people really easily when they don't ha know so i look at him and i go oh he has ocd as well and I, it's like we didn't come to together and find each other because we both have ocd but i can tell he has ocd so when i'm obsessing about something and i cannot leave until i i uh fix the doorknob on the house and it takes me two hours um he just sits there and he goes yeah i fucking get that like, <laughs> there's no part of him that's mad at me so I, that makes me feel awesome and i think that also helps me not have the anxiety that then spirals me out of control so he's super good about that because he's sick as well you know we talk we talk about uh the book the um perfection detox we okay. had um uh, petra kolber the author on our podcast and uh the, one, of the, one of the main things they talk about is not ruminating over sort of negative thoughts because our brain like 99 percent of our thoughts are the same thing mm -hmm. and it's over and over and i wonder if that relates at all to ocd where like do you have do you have any issues with sort of um spiraling into like social media addiction or like judging mm -hmm. other people for where they are in the industry versus you yeah definitely that Se the second part. i feel like i'm projecting i'm like explaining <laughs> Does this bother anybody else? Do you have any yeah, OCD about your beard length? Or um, no, I definitely that second part. I definitely judge myself so harshly on people that I feel like are the, on the same path as me. 
I 100%. And that goes hand in hand with social media and stuff like that. But I'm not addicted to social media in any way. And I think I get so mad at myself for not being addicted in a way because I have no desire. It doesn't even cross my brain for two weeks to post. And then I'll be like, oh, fuck. I have Mm -hmm. to post. And then I sit and scroll through my photos for an hour. But for me, it's not even the posting. It's the consumption of social media Mm -hmm. that fucks me up. If I just have a lot of free time and I'm scrolling through Instagram and you see 15 people show flyers in a row and show flyer technology is so good that every show looks like something you want to be on. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have to remind myself, I've been on that shitty show. (laughs) I don't even care. But like like, in my head, I'm going, this is all stuff I'm not doing because I'm actively looking at their thing when i'm not doing my but thing. also the funny thing is i've noticed people i will have no m- more or less shows than other people sometimes i don't know if you guys have ever noticed this but some people post about their shows more and it looks like they're on more shows and i'm like wait a minute no you just post about that same show flyer every day so i just assumed you were on multiple shows so it's a, i think social media it's a trick it's like you're not doing better than me you're just projecting that you have something going on whereas i don't care yeah, I don't post yeah. about my shows a whole lot, and uh, or and then I don't, and I've taken my time to, like, I I post and then I bounce. Yeah. Uh, or post and ghost is what they say. Like, yeah. I don't scroll through. Oh, that's shit. a good way to do it. Yeah. Post and ghost. Post and ghost. So, because uh, I I I as, um, inwardly think uh, that I do. Like, I I spend a lot of time trying to make sure that I I see everything. I don't even know what I'm saying. What is it saying? <laughs> See, this is. But you sound very much more well-rounded when it comes to not, well, I, not I, getting caught up in that mm, new age part of the game. I like to think. I like to think that I'm um, that I'm seeing it differently than everyone else. When I'm, I'm really not. I'm still just like everyone else, where I, I start scrolling, and then as I'm scrolling, I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing this for?" Yeah. And then you have that conversation. That's what I love about her too is like i can i can be like i fucking hate it and she's like i hate it too yeah we ha- hate the same thing and it's like <laughs> cool now i don't feel all this fucking pressure isn't it fun when you can get someone on your team whether it's your significant other or friend mm-hmm. where you both like want to shit on the same thing yeah, yeah. yeah that's oh, like that's that, phenomenal it, yeah it's like we had that with tasha where a few years ago they were doing an open casting for a swimsuit for um sports illustrated and i was like you should do this and we got our buddy kevin who's a good cinematographer to shoot a good video and we did it and you know you check up on your views and everything and all the girls that got callbacks for it it was um it was a clear pr agenda i don't mind saying this a clear pr agenda for making a more um inclusive market to other model types Mm. but tasha's like modeled her whole life that's what she does Mm. but also that just wasn't for you. You know what I mean? Once once we saw what their agenda was, we were like, oh, this isn't the same game that they're right. looking for. And then it hopefully has less to do with uh, the negative of I didn't get this. Yeah, it, doesn't it helps you it. to not yeah. take it personally when you're just like, okay, but even wasn't me, the type they were going for. Them. Right, me explaining it, I sound like an asshole, but you you as like no, someone you're... who, you get paid to do that. And then some, you know, someone just yeah. throws up an iPhone video and they're like being championed. And it's like, this is something you've worked your whole life for but but in the greater picture it, it just wasn't what it, what your whole thing's all about you know what mm-hmm. i mean i sound i'm really trying to stay right in the sound, straight and narrow you don't sound bad at all when but when i this. when I, I i feel like you're problematic <laughs> <laughs> i could use the buzz i really could. but that's it but that's what it was and as soon as i found it I, I felt like um i felt like the guy reading the newspaper bringing it into their boss i was like taja look at this look at this this is fucking ridiculous <laughs> what they're doing it's not you you're fine keep f- fuck this thing fuck the yeah. whole experience well people have all kinds of assumptions just based on what you're supposed to be doing on social media when like um so like like i don't post about my shows so people 
People thought I quit doing stand-up. <laughs> I yeah, would, because I they're post. like, why aren't you posting about stand-up? Yeah, he's like, so how was your break? Because like, <laughs> like, I came back home uh, to Seattle, and I was doing clubs. And they're like, uh, so how was your break? You were like, you stopped doing it for like a year, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, you well, I just never saw anything. And I'm like, that's because I was fucking working. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel the need to post every day. So now when you look at my shit... Uh, it's just whatever I think is funny. Yeah. And then if there's like an important show that I want to, I, I think I can get people at, then I'll post about mm-hmm. it. Other than that, I mean, it's, it's everyone, I, I, I deleted my Facebook and my Twitter and then I got all these messages like, dude, what happened? Are you okay? Or what'd you say? <laughs> oh people people thought like I was trying you to canceled back yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like I was trying to back away from some controversy yeah. that I was in. When I'm fucking nobody, yeah. and even if I wasn't controversy, that thing would that wouldn't even make the front page of Yahoo. You know what I'm saying? So then people just I'm automatic, and I go, no, I just deleted it. I don't want it. And then and then people are like, wow, what a hero! <laughs> like, no, what? Yeah, I just quit. A, I just deleted it. You did, fucking, you did what was I best cure for you. Cancer. It's whenever people have to make announcements, like, I'm about to get rid of my friend list. Let's see if you all yeah. survive. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing that yeah. you think you're like, you're like in the center of your own little, like, a town yeah. village going like, hear ye, hear ye. Right. Uh, the Prove cuts have been made. <laughs> I've got Show the- me what you've got. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy in the back's like, boom, <laughs> burn it down. That's He's got the funny. torch. That's what Isn't it is. Isn't that funny, though, that, yeah, people really have this expectation that you should be posting about your job you yeah. should be posting your highlight reel do you use stories at all on instagram yeah but i use stories to like uh, again it's all um it's all bullshit and i find it all ridiculous so i'll just post whatever i want uh like i'm mainly now i just shit on movies <laughs> and then i'll put i'll like take a uh, there's a there's a really great instagram called um nacho sarah She's this redhead. I don't even know what she does, but in her title, she she has she's like verified and has all these followers. And uh, her on her bio, it just says tits and depression. <laughs> <laughs> and she posts some of the fucking funniest shit ever. Like if she she'll just she understands the same thing you guys are talking about, where it's like she's beautiful, she's got big breasts, so she's gonna use that to her advantage. And then she'll but she gets the same amount of likes on a picture of just her tits, and she'll go, "Look, it's a picture of my tits." That'll be the caption. Then the next picture will be um, a scene from Carrie where she's like covered in blood, and she'll and the caption will be like, "My time of the month," or whatever. <laughs> this is what I feel like in my time of the month. Like it's just shit like that. Mm-hmm. Or um, she posted a picture of uh, the little girl from uh, <laughs> from The Exorcist, and then the caption was, "I woke up like this," <laughs> and I was looking at this, and I'm like, "I've been doing it all wrong." Yeah. yeah. So I just I kind of like I went like, "Well, what's my version of that?" Yeah. Because it's like again. Uh, I'm I'm playing to my strengths. Is I find I find things don't be don't, you know I don't take things too seriously. And that's, you're a comic. You want people to follow you because they enjoy your comedy, not because of like your position, your like wokeness or yeah. whatever. I think it is. what's important to remember is once you find your formula, if that will be what people expect of you. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you can find out what works for you, just like that, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to post your show. You don't have to post the things you don't want yeah. to, and people are going to be like, oh no, he's still at it. Yeah. 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 I post, I post, uh, I'll post my sketches that I do the, like I'll, I'll draw something and put it up there. And if people don't understand it, I'm like, look, this is, I'm a, I hate the idea of a brand. I've always hated that, that term. Cause it's like, we're much more than that as, as people you're, you're, I'm not just a comedian, you know, like right. I'm also a bunch of things. Like I love baseball. I love to draw. 
Uh, you know, I can do some impressions. I don't throw them in my act. Like, there's like a whole thing. Just Kane's f- really good at impressions. <laughs> every time we do, it, he is. Every time we do a podcast, and he'll just casually do the voice of somebody in a movie. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> did, how long did you uh, sit on? I that don't want to put you on the spot here. But you have like <laughs> I don't a, mean to put you on the spot. That's all right. But it's more no, truly, it's like in conversation. So if we talk about a movie or something, yeah, yeah. So I was watching the new Al Pacino <laughs> movie. <laughs> that's the one I could, I could never fully get. Uh, I can never get my my head around. I don't have that kind of voice. Yeah. So like, uh, it is really difficult to like. I can't. I, I and I always practice his uh, speech from any given Sunday, where he's like, I don't, I don't know what to say. See, yeah. it's terrible. Football's a game of inches. <laughs> it's a Every game of inches. Take. He has like this way that he talks. So what do you? Th- yeah, I can't. Yeah. Do it. See, it's a. Yeah, you guys are both really butchering it. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate <laughs> it. Tasha, you do yours. No. Yeah, we have yeah, to do, do a round table. Of <laughs> you do impressions, Tasha. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh my God. That was good. <laughs> Honestly, cannot now, name an Al Pacino movie besides Scarface. Uh, the new one. The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Al Pacino, right? Does that count? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so you guys co-host the Well Actually. Did you have a third person? Did they we exist? did. They got, you got rid Tommy of him? Gunn. Tommy Gunn. Oh, Tommy, Guns. was he just not... He's not. We in, killed him. You killed him? Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> don't... This isn't going to go out, right? No. We did kill him. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we cut. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Tommy was... Uh, initially, it was started out me and him because uh, I had a different... Uh, idea of what the show was going to be like it was going to be a mix of like pop culture but also i wanted to do other things like uh and he like reads a lot so i was like maybe he could throw me that but then um then tommy got focused on family and then we, we couldn't really like make a lot of time for the show together so there was and then uh but then we then this was uh after we had holly on i'm like oh god i, I saw holly um i think it was at your cat show yeah and she had all these great Star Wars jokes. And I was like, oh, fuck, she's perfect for the show. So then when we had her on, and then once Tommy um, announced that he was having a baby, then I was like, oh, I don't think, yeah. I don't think Tommy's going to be around much longer. But he was a great addition. The other thing that was great about Tommy, if you listen to like old episodes, <laughs> is he, oh. never, he never did full research on a topic. <laughs> so like, um, we did a Boys to Men episode, <laughs> which is a band I grew up loving. For sure. And, uh, and then so if you guys... The show goes is um, uh, it's a podcast for nerds who think they know everything. So we quiz you at the end of the. Sh- we'll talk about your thing, whatever you're nerdy about, but then we write a whole quiz. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it was my week to get quizzed, and I go, all right, we're gonna do boys to men. And he he uh, one of the questions w- was which which uh, wh- what instrument did this boys to men uh, play? And I go, what instrument? <laughs> yeah, their voices. Yeah, I'm like, what instrument? I go, I don't know. Maybe it was like off, like, you know, it's like in the garage in his spare time or something. So I go, I don't know. And he gave me the multiple choice, and one of them was the bass. And I go, I don't know. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say harmonica, I guess. I don't know. And, uh, and he goes, it was the bass. <laughs> ba- I'm like, bass. bass. Voice. Yeah. I'm like, he played the bass. And he goes, yeah, he was a bass player in the band. I go, no, Tommy. Oh, no. <laughs> No, he had the deep. He was the bass voice, and then we just shit on him. Like two minutes straight. Now, do you guys consider yourselves nerds? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think Definitely. now? Do you think the gener- the the stereotypical nerd would take offense to two good-looking people claiming nerdum? Is this is this a common thing where people there's good-looking people can't be nerds? I thought that was the rule. You can totally be a nerd. Yeah, you can be I a think nerd it's completely anything. changed. Okay. I think because nerd has become a cool thing in a way that uh, more people are owning up to what they already were. 
I think it was more like you already were this. You just didn't want to say you were. Well, how would you, you know? boil down your nerdness to a core? Like, what's the thing that you're the, either the most nerdy about or like, like what's your sort of uh, obs- like guilty obsession, yeah. childhood, nostalgic? For me, Harry Potter, for sure. Oh, boy. Whee! Harry there Potter, yeah. Yeah, she's going to be on yes! for Harry Potter. Okay, great. I, I repeat this every episode since we got engaged, <laughs> but on our way to Thailand, the, it was a 16-hour flight to Beijing, and they were serving us amazing Chinese food. It was Air China, like a really good Chinese food. We're in these comfortable seats, and she just turned on the entertainment and found out that they had every episode every every movie mm-hmm. and she started crying watching it oh. and i go this is the t- that's so i was like that's tasha to the core good chinese food and just like like an endless supply of harry potter movies. Oh. i was so happy because i had been like begging him to download them to the ipad for me because i wasn't sure what the situation was going to be on the flight and i just was i was like okay our first flight is 12 hours like that is the perfect opportunity to watch all the harry potters in a row you know mm-hmm. one day later i proposed and she didn't cry as hard <laughs> It's Chinese food in Harry Potter. <laughs> and yeah, like, but that is very magical, all of that. Yeah. And being proposed to, that can happen at any time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to, by anyone. <laughs> so, so Harry Potter, yeah, that's Harry it. Potter's you guys are probably, probably about the same age. Did press that. Did it, it go down? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Harry Potter for she got she got her and Kelsey are a catalyst. Her and her sister what? Casey oh, Harry Potter? got me into Harry mm-hmm. Potter. I'm a like a, a big fan of. Um, I've only read. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, oh, he, he really right into it. Yeah, yeah, but for the show, because I've already seen the first two, and then we were doing an episode on Prisoner of Azkaban, and I'm like, I want to read one of the books, like just see what it's like. And I, I'm like, Prisoner of Azkaban's fucking great. And it's then a I, good read. Wait, is that one three or four? Three. Three. Okay, yeah. three is a great one. Holy shit, you find out so much. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's where it really starts to get a little more adult. It yeah. makes the transition mm-hmm. from like a kids book to a more adult book. Okay, nerds. Three. All right, am I the only non-Harry <laughs> Potter fan here? Yeah, you're literally I, like you don't know yeah. what you're missing. I don't do trilogies or above. I don't do Lord <laughs> of the Lord of the Rings. Any <laughs> Marvel? Godfather, go fuck yourself. Get out of my way. Wait, so you only watch like two of the three? Yeah, or ten. Or now, whatever? if they've already come out and I'm that far behind, I just can't commit to it i can't if that honestly no? that's like my that makes me so happy to yeah. think like oh i have all of this i can watch at once like a bingeable like if i can lose like four days to yeah. a series but i like that it's it's like her thing me. she's harry potter she's that's her thing you know if, if you ever want to introduce me to it fine but you've never sat me down and been like we're gonna watch it like i would love to well, watch but no no watching is not how you gotta start you just gotta read the entire series that's what of books every harry potter fan says yeah like you yeah. can't watch the movies the movies they're fine like did i cry tears of joy watching them yes but <laughs> well, you know what's crazy is i was watching the, the aaron hernandez documentary killed some people and he hung himself um a patriots player <laughs> that's about the same i know i didn't i laughed but it was more of like yeah, the well, transition really like to bundle it up right there and uh so he so that but the one thing he asked for from his fiance when he was in prison was his harry potter books he it, loved no them way. yeah did loved you know that them. yeah yeah no I, I watched this documentary too and he's like can you send me the harry he'd be because it's the recorded calls from prison mm-hmm. like send me the harry potters and then she just giggled and she's like you and your harry potter <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's in there for executing a man yeah literally murdering a man yeah. because the guy spilled a drink harry on potter. his shoes yeah, it's yeah. very relatable a hero's journey i mean it's like mm-hmm. now what would you say can aside so do you have like, something you can like defend to your core from your either childhood or Com- growing up comic books for sure here's a like a weird thing like you talk about baggage like uh, my baggage is my dad and he he was always a sports guy until like 
one day in my tw- and I was always like comic books and I love baseball and uh, I did a lot of uh, I did a lot of the other sports I hated everything but baseball so like baseball is my thing uh, and that was like one of the things we kind of bonded on and but I would always comic book it all the time huge thing big collection sketching com- I'm trying to create my own comic book characters and then like one time in my 20s he just told me a story about his giant comic book collection that my grandmother threw away and how he's like a huge comic book nerd. I'm like, you mean like from like <laughs> seven to 18, you and I could have been friends? Like yeah, we could have bonded <laughs> over this? Like you didn't fucking tell me that one time. Anytime I'd be like, hey, I'm going to go see Batman Begins. He'd be like, have fun. I'm like, what? Maybe do you just not some, like me? What the fuck? Maybe he had some trauma from like his mom yeah. like d- being disapproving. I don't know. I'm making no, no, no. this whole Gra- thing up. No, grandma was the best. and uh, But she threw away all his cars. She didn't know. Okay. She didn't know, you know. She smoked around me in the car, but she just she always told me <laughs> yeah. I was talented. So she you know, you take the good. One. <laughs> do you guys have any like? Was there anything you couldn't uh, consume growing up? Like, as like I couldn't do Sim- Simpsons or MTV. It was just my mom was strict. You would, like that. She wouldn't like. Yeah, you. I just wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons no. until she met my stepdad, and my stepdad was like, "Fuck, we're clear your schedule. We're gonna." Like, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Luke's cool. I was 11, yeah. and I can watch a cart like Simpsons." But like, my mom was just super. So you didn't have any? Because no. are you what? You grew up on the West Coast? No. Yeah, I grew up in LA. Oh, oh Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is that so pretty liberal upbringing then? Yeah, very. My dad went to CalArts. My mom was born and raised in LA, basically. And uh, no, nothing. I can't remember. But, but I didn't necessarily remember watching R-rated movies or anything when I was young. I think my parents just waited until I was like 13 to show me R-rated movies. But otherwise, every my dad would just nonstop talk about all the drugs he did and like <laughs> all the women he's been with. And I'd be like, Dad, stop. <laughs> and then now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I wish I knew more about that that's really interesting you and your dad need a podcast (laughs) uh, man yeah i think it's good to be open and all that i i just yeah i had i remember uh growing up the first time i saw like boobs you know like in a probably first time ever but real life on or i'm trying to think either real life or on on film probably ever those are imprinted you know what talk about it talk about being scarred my uh my um babysitter her name was athena iliopolis she lived down the road greek and she would come over and like you know she was probably 17 were um, nine or ten and she would put on she put on um jason goes to hell the uh, horror movie jason goes to hell and it, you see a chick's tits in a in a tent and then jason stabs spoiler stabs her from behind and then rips up her whole body and like splits her in half those are the first tits i ever saw but, like, <laughs> oh my god maybe now just looking back on it i've got some issues i need to work through yeah but then from there it was like do you ever, do you ever poke her in the back yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, to, I can't just come if i don't see. have a mask on <laughs> see how pliable it is okay. <laughs> but but anyway so maybe it would have been nice to grow up without you know a shame family where i could have seen what tits looked like before jason why were you so um sheltered was your mom religious yeah i think all of new england for the most part was well not all of it but for the most part is a pretty like you know sex it was a puritan culture so like sex was the weird thing you know we could watch an action film but not but god forbid speaking of having your back my grandma like put her foot down and made my parents let me go see Titanic. Like, because, you know, they were like, oh, but the nudity. I literally, I was also like very sheltered, was not allowed to watch anything like 
literally even the most tame of shows I was not allowed to watch. But my grandma, she she made a big old stink so that I could go see Titanic with my Get friends. It, grandma. Yeah, you know, it's, grandma. it's so funny hearing Tasha's stories about growing up and being so you know like you would you would have time out or whatever you'd be in. You'd, uh, with my the, parents what? took away my books. That's what I was gonna say. What like books? When I was grounded, Harry Potter and everything else, I had like you know trunks of like books and like, I was very much an introvert. I liked my alone uh, time. I like reading. She's the type who gets grounded. Drawing. She's and like, coloring. fine, I'll have I'll have fun in my room. No big deal. And you're like, well, that didn't work. You can't ground an introvert. <laughs> yeah. like, Go outside and meet someone. No. <laughs> oh, that would have been the torture to like send Tasha to the mall. <laughs> I'd get grounded. They could take away everything, but they couldn't stop me from humping. Oh yeah. So that's another. I would just hump everything. That's the other thing. When you like, say humping, are you? T- I would. I was like nine and humping everything. Yeah, Holly yeah. and I, if we met as kids, would have been <laughs> the best best of friends because we. That's all I. I yeah. Horny kid. Yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I saw my first boobs. Desperado, uh, Selma Hayek, and wow. Antonio Banderas sex scene. Mm. Pro- have you seen that yet? No, I have not. Oh my god! Because we talk about like what turned us on <laughs> as kids all the time. And Selma Hayek has great boobs right i mean i've never seen them but like she's got great cleavage you can see a glimpse of them in desperado and the sex just google or youtube the sex scene and it'll blow your fucking mind and you don't even you're not even a hundred percent positive that it's all for her because he's so hot too you know like (laughs) like at one point he he's wearing cowboy boots with spurs and he takes the spur and over her bare ass he runs the spur over her ass while there's candles behind her sexy and i'm just like clear the afternoon tasha (laughs) yeah it is fucking sexy and then right after that they get into a big shootout Uh, it's the best (laughs) it's so good Uh, so anyway that was the first one but then I I used to help out a woman who ran a daycare and she had big breasts but but then she had a baby so then they would get filled with milk and then they got even bigger so uh she was feeding her baby one time and I there was like this I was doing dishes for her and there's like a partition that can look through the kitchen sink into the living room and she's breastfeeding and then the baby starts to like choke on the milk so she removes the baby I'm like 10 at this point she removes the baby from her breast and then starts bouncing it so like the milk can go down and she doesn't cover up and doesn't know that I can see her boob so I'm just like and then I just could not not look at it I was (laughs) fucking frozen so then she like realized oh my boob's out and then she goes Kane and then I ducked down (laughs) and then I like crawled over to the fridge and then opened the fridge door and I went yeah Yes. I uh, wish I had surveillance of this. <laughs> I think women, I don't want to speak for women, but I feel like women appreciate boobs as much as guys do. It's like a it's like a thing we were born breastfed and and it's just like a motherly thing that's just always there. I mean, we'll walk by and like, you know, so, chick walks by with tits. You got to you look you look you don't be an asshole or anything about it but like, men don't have we don't have the, uh, the a similar sort of skill set because like we're not built that way where skill everyone set. you know <laughs> i sound horrible right now no, you. i'm always worried I that, that i'm being attributed like, women's breasts to skills <laughs> we don't have the skill set to yeah. have our own breasts so, like, i don't want to think i don't want you to think i'm a bad person no i don't Tasha's, know she's sold on me she she accepted the ring <laughs> game buddies but yeah, i'm like yeah. oh, she's gonna I think i'm don't. an asshole 
but it's because it's like the whole like nature versus nurture like as a kid it, you're not you're not programmed to want to stare at boobs mm-hmm. or it's just i mean but well, no, I'm, no i i yeah. think you are no, I, I mean i mean like society's not programming you it's kind of like an innate thing like i those no, I think feed society's me. Pro- programming you as well because why else would violence be okay but sex is not then you're like this is taboo i shouldn't look but why can't i stop looking I think it's yeah. that's very true. Yeah, like if 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 we were um, a society that was more comfortable with you know like like uh, like uh, when I studied abroad in France, we went to a topless beach, and yeah, for the first twenty minutes, you're just like ah, but then after a while, you're like I'm looking at boobs. Yeah. I'm looking at, and so it's almost like the the cover up of 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 things is almost more alluring because you're like what's going on in there, mm-hmm. and you just yeah, it a, makes you feel like you're missing out. It's like when your parents tell you you can't sit watch whatever TV show, you're like why? It makes you want to watch it even more. Yeah, but yeah. Tasha had a boob dream. You got you. You feel comfortable sharing that? That was a weird. <laughs> this was like two or three nights no, ago. No, this was no. You told me this this morning. Yes, but it happened a few nights ago. Um, I had a drip. My my boobs are a little swollen right now, and so I think the you know when they're tender, like sometimes it like interrupts your dreams, right? I had a dream that <laughs> I did not know that. No, here's the, no. Sometimes mine just get so sore. Wow, they interrupted my dreams. They're fucking <laughs> pushing me off the bed. <laughs> anyway, I had this dream that. This is so stupid. No one even cares. Um, but like, uh, I'll try and make it quick. I like looked down and I saw that there was like a little pimple on my boob almost. And so I would like try to squeeze it. But when I squeezed it, it opened up into like a big hole. And I was like, well, I have to get the stuff out, right? Like when you squeeze a pimple, you're like, I have to get the stuff out. And so I was like pushing and all of these things started coming out of my boob, including like five screwdrivers this game that i had as a childhood where you like throw these pigs and however they land is like we need how many a psychologist to write in please yeah. there's a whole list of each no, one but, of those is like a significant mm, part of your but <laughs> then it was like a thing like a conspiracy that this happened to you know like 20 percent of women all on the same night all of these women like had all these things come out of their boobs. And so then I was like at a restaurant the next day and the bartender made like a secret sort of like a coded announcement, Mm -hmm. like all of the women who gave birth last night or something like you know convene at the bar like a and handmaid's so all of tale. these people come up you're you had things come out of your boob too yeah it was like uh we, i don't wow. know it was really, what could this it was mean? really fucking stupid it just means that my boobs were sore and Are you I had get a mad that dream. i made you share that yeah it's a lame story you can't share your dreams with me and not expect it to be on the podcast no no, two no hours but that's later. not that's not that it's not lame no i mean it's really interesting i have like, and also, the, I, I think it's so what what our brains remember enough to be able to tell two days later versus other dreams that were probably like I don't know, really crazy that we just forget. Yeah. Do you yeah. have Do you ever have Kelsey um, get mad at you after a dream? <laughs> Does she ever wake up and you've done something in her dream? No, not anymore. I, uh, she's doesn't do that. She's actually a more proud because she's also uh, she says she's not a cuckold, but. Uh, I think she's a cuckold. Like what does she, that mean? The, yeah. The, like she wants to see you having sex with another woman. Not in that. Not in that. Oh, is that what that means? Not it's that yeah. extreme. Like, a, but she likes to watch women like hit on you, hit on me, and then oh. she'll like. She mentioned this on the when we interviewed her. She mentioned this. Yeah, she likes to egg. She'll egg it on in real life. In real life, yeah. So if she has, if she has sexy dreams, and uh, I'm doing something crazy in them, 
She's like, oh, she'll tell me about it the next day. She's like, I had the hottest dream. But is she having dreams of you? Get her on the phone. Can we get, <laughs> is she having dreams of you hooking up with other chicks or having other chicks? Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's her hooking up with other guys. And uh, then she'll tell me about it. And I'll be like, yeah, that sounds pretty hot. Um, she'll have like intense sex dreams uh, that start off with me. And then later on, I like get off of her and like tag somebody in. <laughs> <laughs> You're the warm up act. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even headline my wife's <laughs> What a middle. But I don't, I don't even think. I, yeah, I am a, a feature for the rest of my existence. <laughs> but uh, I shouldn't be in her. I shouldn't be in her sex dreams. You know, I should be. Uh, she has. She has the. Uh, if she wants to, she could just be like, "We're gonna have sex," which is usually how we have sex. It'll just be like, uh, "We have twenty minutes." <laughs> yeah. Not even. She'll. She'll. It'll be like really hot. But then it'll, you know, she's like, oh, so we got to like, we got places to be. But she'll just be like, fuck me. Like, <laughs> oh, all right. She'll just tell you that? <laughs> yeah. Tasha, Ta- I think Tasha misses the, she's, you don't know how to initiate anything with the guy. She once she poked me and I like, she like literally poked me. Like I just poked her. And then I like didn't acknowledge it. And she's like, babe, I've been begging for a sec. <laughs> I was like, I'm not the fucking Pillsbury Doughboy. You don't just poke me. Like, show me you want sex, and you get goofy and laugh at me. If even yeah, I don't know. I just haven't had to practice initiation. Well, you should look. Come on, Kelsey's she's running shit over there. You need to be able to. <laughs> I mean, she's not like that all the time. No, but it's still. But sometimes, you know, sometimes like I don't know if you and Brad run into this, but uh, but sometimes she she won't know. Um, so she'll just be like touching me like that. She won't, she won't poke me, but she'll, <laughs> she'll be like rubbing my face and I'll just be like, oh, that feels nice. And yeah. I'll just be watching TV. <laughs> and then she'll like kiss me on my neck and stuff. And I'm like, oh, what a, what a sweetheart. And then I'll like lean over, kiss her back and then go back to what I was doing. And she'll be like, okay. <laughs> uh, then she'll just, then she'll have to be like, look, do you want your dick sucked or not? <laughs> you need to start paying attention. And I feel uh, like for guys, it's a lot, you can't, you have the opportunity to be more subtle because you have more body parts to touch, if that makes sense. Like you have boobs and you have butts and you have vaginas to touch for women if you're straight. But for women, it's like in order for sometimes to get my boyfriend to know I want to have sex, I literally just put my hand in his pants. And then he's like, whoa, subtle. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about up on my you know, I'm walking around here. naked already. <laughs> we talk about this all the time about spelling it out for your man. It's a it's a book, spelling it out for your man. That we had our like, years ago a guest wrote wrote that book and told us about it and we try our best to spell it out, but we don't do that in the se- in the sex world. We don't just spell it out. No, but there's nothing not really. less sexy than being like, Tonight we're gonna do it. Yeah. I hate that more oh my god, there's nothing more infuriating. Uh I hate the promise of the other thing that's like a hard line that I put in my relationship, um, I don't buy presents after we fight. If it's like my fault, like I'll say I'm sorry, but I'm not going to get you an apology present. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you should ever buy something for somebody as like a way to like butter them up so they don't hate you anymore. Don't, I don't do that. Flowers <laughs> the next day after a fight, boo. How about just a random bouquet of flowers? Like one time, uh, one time she was like, uh, she had a UTI. And I bought some cranberry juice and some flowers. And I put the cranberry juice in the fridge and flowers. Like I kind of hit them like up top. And I wrote a note that said, um, uh, sorry, about, sorry that you broke your vagina. <laughs> Here's some flowers for you to look at. There's cranberry juice in the fridge. And then in parentheses, I didn't know which one you'd find first. Then she went to the fridge and it said, sorry, you broke your vagina. Here's some cranberry juice. <laughs> um, but there's also flowers for you to look at. 
in parentheses. I don't know which one you'd find first. So like, I like doing shit like that. That's romantic. That's unexpected. Yeah, yeah. The only time I get flowers is when you fuck up. That's not true. That's true. <laughs> That's not true. I'm trying to look tough in front of Kane here. <laughs> but stop doing that for real. Like no, no judgment. I mean, I give, I bring flowers when I think we need flowers. Like we've got that poinsettia that won't die. So I haven't got new flowers, you know, but sometimes the flowers look weak. We have a, you know, something going on, but you're right. Sometimes it, uh, as in good faith, I'll bring flowers after I just want us to get over a hump that we've been on or something but yeah. i mean do you guys so like have you have you guys uh, your boyfriend's name's brad yeah so you and brad did you know right away how to talk to each other through your issues or did you learn your love languages oh learned it for sure yeah I, which is funny like i knew how in love with him i was but he um he, i don't know how to say this without making him look bad but he, <laughs> he make like, him look bad <laughs> <laughs> Take this motherfucker <laughs> down. Um, his friends drink a lot. And I didn't go to college. I mean, I did for a little. I went to community college. I uh, And I, I grew up with uh, a very addict family with riddled with addiction. So I never drank until it was legal to drink, really. And then even after that, I never really got drunk or drink a ton. His friends drink so much compared to what I'm used to. I think compared to other people, it's a little more normal. But he would then go out and drink a shit ton in one night and then come back and be somebody I don't I'm not drunk. So I couldn't communicate with him. Then it would start arguments. Mm -hmm. um, and then like drunk. I we both learned drunk Brad is just not a good Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. he's still with that said, I don't think he's an alcoholic or anything. I think he's just so um, susceptible to peer pressure. It's so like he doesn't sit at home and drink or anything. If he's out with his friends and his friends buy him drinks, he will drink them. Mm -hmm. So it's... I want to be drunk Brad. Drunk. <laughs> when was the last time you were drunk ever? Like, it's been a while. I was pretty right? buzzed the other night. I had a few of those uh, beers at the uh, Arts District Brewery. I don't know. I don't drink I much. Yeah. I sort of miss getting drunk, but I... I never had it because yeah, you're, you're sober. Mm -hmm. I've never had to go the sober route, but... Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I'm Dave. No, I never... I, and it's probably because I as just a beer drinker, I never got too drunk and it became more of a, a like a health thing where like the yeah. other night I drank a couple of uh, very dark beers. I don't know what they're like stouts and apparently those are supposed to be better for you. So it wasn't like an alcohol thing. It was more just like I've stopped putting so much shit into my body because whenever you do a show and they give you a free beer, I like to get my money's worth no matter what I'm getting. That's mm -hmm. for free. So if ever I'm on a, a, a set and there's crafty, I just fucking eat shit I don't need to eat. Like I'm just always putting things in my body. It's like a it's, it's just like a scarcity mentality really but um what was the what was i going at with all that but, so yeah everyone's got their different things so so maybe brad can't you know do, so yeah i think it for me it's i what i what needed to communicate better was kind of somehow learning how to, for him to not give into peer pressure which oh, yeah. is so ingrained in your child brain in a way and i don't give into peer pressure i think in most anyway to a fault sometimes I'm, i sometimes brad will be like you're just really mean to that person and i was like well i don't really care what they think about me <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know um what does brad what would brad say about you have, have what you, like have, my fatal you, communication yeah flaw? well have you had, have you had to find, have you been exposed in a way mm. of, of like a um sort of you know what you what you've been uh, deficient with um, I think we both have anger problems. I think, I mean, I'm bipolar. Like just like quick to anger? Yes. Quick, quick to anger. Uh, quick to just end it all <laughs> quick quick to be like well i guess i'll burn the house down or something <laughs> i think that's probably my biggest fatal flaw is just trying to stay calm because i'm just so used to everything falling apart in a way that i 
I'm just like, I, we both kind of uh, let go really easily, but we know we're not actually letting go. It's just like a get us out of this moment kind of thing. And then once we're back into reality, we're like, well, we didn't actually let go. It's it. That's well, we've been there where we've we've we, it took us years to learn that a travel day, like a flying day. I mean, clear the schedule for Tasha. Yeah, Tasha needs time because because it's got several things. You're, you're being forced into a into a situation you, you don't want to be in yeah. as like an introverted person. You're being forced on a plane and all that bullshit. Secondly, there's a time commitment. You, we have to leave at a certain oh time. If ever I want so to piss, right if someone now. told me, I'll give you a million dollars if you can convince Tasha to cry and flip out, I would immediately just be like, honey, we got to go. Come on, we got to go. We're late, we're late, we're late. <laughs> <laughs> so every once in a while, I'll just kind of spook her like that. Babe, babe, come on. And she was like, Sounds like you don't even need a million dollars. I can just give you like five bucks. Yeah, I can just, just film myself. I, I, but it's, I literally do that to the cats in the alley. I'll just chase the cats so they run away. I do it to you where I'm always like, hey, what's going on? But it's that limbic, we call it the flaring of the limbic system, mm-hmm. Olympic limbic system. Sure. But it's that same thing where like, if you can, if you like now, now or or I used to kind of be the kind of half half haphazard is that the word i want to use haphazard haphazard i've just the worst at words um (laughs) but if i'm not good at setting the podcast up before guests arrive tasha wants to have the you know the chinaware dusted in the couch vacuum vacuum underneath like you you just love every but so it's like i have to go okay so tasha doesn't freak the fuck out it's probably good that we clean beforehand. It's good to have a clean home. Mm-hmm. It's not what I really care about, but it keeps her happy and it makes sense. It's not yeah. like she wants some toxic thing done. You just want a clean home. So it's like, I have to live with someone who's uh, tidier than I am. That's a good thing that raises my bar to that level. But do you guys have situations where you know it's just kind of like murky waters to navigate through? Whether it's like going away well, on a quick vacation and in planning. The, in you guys talking about this, I realized a lot. <laughs> I, I definitely, in my past relationships, have used to being the one in control. I, I think I purposely chose men that I could dominate and be like, hey, um, I'm so hungry. Can you please give me food? And they would do it or something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> a I, chill went down my spine when you no. did that. You, you both are making me realize I'm such a bitch because I get flowers and I make her no, food. No. <laughs> no, I think, but then, then it comes, I, I'm so used to, honestly, I was so used to people doing things for me, not like a, a waiting on me hand and foot where I could just be like, hey, you need to do this. You need to... um with my ex-boyfriend per se, I'd be like, hey, you're unmotivated. You're lazy. You need to get up and do shit. But I think in a, in a normal relationship, you'd be much more uh, kind about how you'd say that. But I was just so, I don't care because I know they'll never leave me kind of person. And now in my current relationship, it's just been such a um, eye-opening of, I love him so much and I would do anything. Let me try to phrase this. Like, I don't want him to think I'm bossing him around. I love him so much. Like, I'll do the dishes. I was so used to everyone else just doing it for me. It's a complete So it's like a respect thing you've got for him. I think so. And it's, it's a mutual respect and a mutual understanding of I'm not going to boss him around and he's not going to boss me around and we're going to change. However, um, traveling wise, I didn't know. I'm a terrible traveler. <laughs> I had no idea. And But the past five trips we've been on, or just not trips necessarily, like going to visit family or whatever. Um, there's just been some like mayhem that happens randomly. And I'm like, what a coincidence. <laughs> Whereas he's like, another travel day with Holly. Oh, 
<laughs> we um we've we've known for a while how bad traveling can be for us, and we just drove to Kentucky and back for Christmas, which is a uh, we we've been just like five days each way, and we actually why did you drive? We just I wanted can't. to do something different. Okay. We fly every year. We it ended up of course would cost us a lot more money to drive just because staying think at so. I think hotels. It's about the same. No, but it was cool. On the way back, we New Year's Eve on Bourbon Street, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, or I'm sorry, Beale Street in Memphis, and we got good Southern food. And on the way there, we went through Utah and all the national parks. So it was cool. But the first day we got a flat tire <gasps> and, and she, and I am vlogging at all. <laughs> so I'm just like, Oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> this is going to turn sour. And you handled it really well. Tasha got pulled over by the cops in no Kansas way. another day. <gasps> she, hand, she handled yeah. it really well. We, we did a very good job of what would normally be one of our hardest challenges is kind of like navigating that. So I think it's good to like overcome those instances where our travel problems aren't just you you it's me being sort of like fucking pack a duffel bag let's uh-huh. go we don't have it we'll buy it on the way and you're kind of like the plants have to be watered the plate and mm-hmm. but when we came home from our trip we came home to like a gorgeous perfect apartment well, yeah, whereas that feels if, real good. if it were me we'd come home to just chaos <laughs> I, that i yeah, left behind I think half the battle is just somehow ha- so having someone else that makes you realize something that you already were so I, yeah, I didn't know I was a bad traveler, but in traveling with him, I, I realized I was causing him inconvenience and I cared about that. Whereas another relationship, I'd be like, well, they could just fucking deal with it. <laughs> but this one, I cared more. How did you realize you were causing him inconvenience? I mean, was like we would be you? running late and he would just look stressed out. He, he wouldn't necessarily be like, get the fuck in the car. He would just be like, okay, uh, we don't have a lot of time. Or like, how long is it going to take you to shit or something? <laughs> <laughs> or as I, I'm like getting nervous poop flights and poop flights? <laughs> nervous <laughs> poop flights. Flight poop. Yeah, nervous <laughs> Now that sounds flight, wrong too. Poop. Yeah. No, poop flight sounds like something. Yeah, I like poop, poop flight. Poop flight. should be yeah. any button, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poop flight buttons. Um, now I, we've got to get out of here. We're we're an hour and ten, but I wanted what? to ask you this. I want. Are you guys? You're not super late for anything, are you? Nay. No. Okay. We'll 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 start wrapping it up. But um, I want to ask you this because uh, Kane, if I wanted to do a start another podcast and have someone like Holly as my co-host, Tasha would not be cool with that. You would then start a podcast with a an, 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 an a way sexier guy, like a. Then, f- extremely funny male model yeah, you, like yeah. a male model who Ooh, like verified on who, instagram like, is also like uh, a middler for like dane cook or something <laughs> like, <laughs> too specific honey too specific. no yeah she would be like you know, his name is <laughs> he's also her personal trainer it's like are your is your groin that stiff um but like is is Kelsey just that cool that like I mean because look you're you're a good looking person I mean you're you well, know I love this podcast this is a good podcast <laughs> you yeah. guys look like you would front a nice like uh, you know good uh, we'd old, be like the, rock we'd bands. be like a, an upgraded white stripes where it's just yeah. two people and uh, just like a hotter white stripes yeah that's but is it is it call that, that, that reference <laughs> bombed so hard yikes you'll go, don't worry you'll go home and think of a better one I will you'll, and you'll then text, I'll, I'll text go, us. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna record a better <laughs> yeah, reference it'll take me 20 <laughs> minutes to insert it in uh, is it like like how do you guys learn how to collaborate with mm-hmm. other people I know obviously as, as both stand up comedians you are like she's got her other projects you've got yours uh, Kelsey and I don't work well together on things oddly <laughs> enough like um, there's to because she is type a she's very controlling and so like we tried to do a podcast it was gonna like very early on called k squared or some shit like that and uh i would be telling a story and she'd be going like she'd be telling me to wrap it up and so i'm like oh okay 
Um, <laughs> or then I'd say something and then she'd be like, you can't say that. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. So then we would be in these scenarios where it was just like, I can't, I can't work together. But she wouldn't be like that with her other co-host of no. Self Helpless. Absolutely it's something not. that, it's something that ab- about uh, the way you can talk to your spouse, your significant other is so much more cutting. There's something about <laughs> knowing, especially knowing somebody for so long that there's times where I don't necessarily think that, um, like there's times where she's she builds me up and she's like she'll like she's the first person in my life to actually tell me like you're a, a genius. I've never heard that before in my whole life. I've always been told told that I'm too dumb to be successful. So Aww. then she rolls around and she's like she'll like watch my act or hear me talk and then she'll be like you're a genius, which I feel like she's like, I'm like no. no. <laughs> that's there's, amazing. That's right, so yeah. good to hear. So I'm like okay, that's but then but then there'll be times where she's like this is how I want it to be done. And then I tried, I'm the more flexible one, but I also want to make sure that my ideas are being heard. So like one time she was having a conversation or she was talking to me about a fight she was having with a friend of ours. And I heard a really great quote that uh, the quote was, uh, and as she's like, tell me about her argument with a friend and how she's like, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do with this person. She's putting in more work in the relationship to make sure this friendship stays. And it just like the friend never seems to do it. Why isn't that friend being a lot more like Kelsey. And, the, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, the phrase, I just heard this phrase. And the phrase is, uh, don't look for you in other people, mm-hmm. which is fucking great. Yeah. Because it's like, they're not going to react like you want them to. They're just not. There's, they're, they can't. But and the, what's funny is, as good as advice as that is to give to her, when I said it, she wasn't ready to hear it. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and I'm like, she's not like you. So she's not going to act yeah, like you. Yeah, don't have the expectation that this person is going to behave in the way that you right. want them to. And that's, what's, that's what, uh, what becomes so hard when you work hard towards something is, it, like for me, like the Catholic upbringing, it's the anger I get when someone else isn't working as hard as I am. So like, so like when I came home the other night, I worked my side gig for 10 hours. I've been editing this project all day. And then I come home and I'm like, Tasha, you want to look through your photos? Because she had these photos to look. She had to look through the photos, pick which one she liked, edit them, and then put them in the project. And you were on the couch and you weren't ready to do that. And I was like mad because I've been working all day and you're going to sit on the couch at 9 p.m.? Like, how dare you? <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's like, well, I'm just, I'm putting my expectations into yeah. other people and it doesn't mean you don't work hard and do your own thing but like it, we just aren't always gonna be on the same page we don't work well together at all this is like this is the therapy for us so mm-hmm. it's not like we just gel automatically there are plenty of episodes where afterwards she's like baby you didn't let me talk at all I'm like, <laughs> fuck i'm sorry i drank coffee and i just you know i have to be like consciously yeah. make sure that we're all I getting mean, i think it's because you have that open line of communication already whereas i haven't known kane obviously as long as kane's known kelsey so there will be moments after a podcast with kane that i'll be like oh i think i just interrupted kane the whole time but i didn't at the time feel comfortable to tell kane did i interrupt you you know to ask that question so then it was more of like i have to just check myself in the future as opposed to him kane being mad at me because i interrupted him right and i also don't want ever to like that that's why i'm 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 very much of like all right if this isn't working i'm not i don't want to do this anymore yeah don't waste her um and so like with kelsey it's like we just don't there's times that we do there's times like she'll do her makeup but it has to be something but more so it has to be her thing and i'm then a part of that thing but i can't be a collaborator on that thing unless she's like directly asking me for my opinion uh on something 
that she can't seem to figure out like a joke that needs a tag or whatever. It's almost like knowing exactly what each other's roles are. I think we're doing a better job of defining like, okay, I, this is one of my strong suits. Mm -hmm. This is one of your skill sets. I'm not good at this thing. That is one of your skill sets. So I'm going to put, pass this off to you for this portion of this project. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take care of the things that I know how to do well. Mm -hmm. And like defining like what our jobs are has really helped us. Our teamwork is like a baseball team. Whereas like baseball players, the teamwork is you do your own job. You control this part of the field. So as long as I play shortstop and throw the ball to first, that's how we versus other sports, which it's way like our collaboration. Yeah. is very like rule specific. Like, all right, Mm -hmm. let's frame it out. What do you need me to do? We'll do it. We'll like figure it out. But, but also at the same time, I'm kind of on my own doing it. So I'll do a different, you know, and it's worked out well, but we have had, we've, you know, the first time we went camping, we couldn't put a fucking tent together. (laughs) You know, we, we couldn't put a surfboard on a roof. We couldn't do all tie a knot together. I mean, those types of things would just, we really, learned really quickly jesus christ we've got some shit going on what's your process uh, with the podcast like what do you guys record every week or do you do like batch episodes Mm -hmm. we record every week yeah and i can always like with bringing on holly (laughs) was like and it's funny that you asked like how would kelsey take that kelsey was kelsey didn't know i don't think knew you uh -uh. and then i'm like yeah she's really funny and then you came on and then she was like (laughs) What? Kelsey was like, she's so hot. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even notice. Yeah. But uh but with with Holly, it's funny, like I have a lot of ideas. I'm always running around with ideas. And a lot of them are bad. They're bad ideas. What? Like the initial the initial idea of like have somebody on, talk about your uh. thing, then quiz them is perfectly fine as it is. That's what that's how I sold her on being a co-host of the show. But then I'll be like, yo, what if we did a show, and we've done this episode, where we talk about the philosophy or the meaning of life from, that we glean from TV episodes? And she'll be on the other end of the phone or in the like. It's uh, like your high school English class. Yeah, where yeah. Like, oh, what does it really mean? So What's she, the symbolism here? Yeah, and I might not even <laughs> fully understand my own idea. Like, I might just be like, that's a good idea. But then as I'm like looking through episodes, I'm like, I'm hoping, I hope this like makes sense. But then I'll tell her about it and she'll be like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and I'll be like, cool. I don't even hear the. I always, the always try to give them a shot. Because they're, I mean, it's, you know, you shoot, you shoot your shot, whatever shot you don't make, you land on 17 clouds. Right. But I, <laughs> I, uh, he always has like, he'll have a, go- a one good idea, but we just got to sift through that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's like, have- that's the key to creating, right? Mm-hmm. You just throw some shit out there. But she'll, but it took, it took a few episodes before she was like, I, ha- I had this idea like, well, let's do an episode where we, we compare the dark night and heat mm-hmm. and and unless you're a big movie nerd that looks into that stuff you're not gonna really know why i'm comparing these two movies so seeing as how she didn't know exactly why i was aiming for these two finally she just like broke down she's like i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> and i go oh you don't why not and i think you thought i was gonna be like upset that you didn't like my I, idea i've definitely in collaborating with other comedians especially like sometimes they can be pretty sensitive yeah as i'm sure you guys know and so i was (laughs) used to a certain relationship that i had with other comedians and i was pushing putting it on to kane and then at at every turn kane has not been what i expected the reaction to be in the positive way 
where it like all stress out about it. I'll be like, oh my God, I think Kane's going to like kick me off a podcast. I think he's going to kick me off a podcast. And then I'll tell him something. And then uh, my boyfriend will be like, what happened? I'll be like, he said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I never want it to be too stressful. Like it's already a stressful process as it is. Mm-hmm. To, you don't want to force it. Yeah. You got to, we got to watch the thing. We have to or then, consume it, whatever it is. It right. might not just be watchable. We might Reading. have to read comic books or, or play it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe play it's the a game. game. Then we got to write questions. Not only that, we got to write multiple choice. So we got to like, we're like always writing material. Yeah. So then, and that's 15. I take a, I take a half. She takes a half. Um, then she, uh, she brings fun facts about that said thing that maybe people don't know about. I edit the show and then we split time promoting it. And so it's like a real collaborative effort. This is way more production value than our show. <laughs> You're here you are bragging about our lights. You guys got actual pre-production happening. And we do all kinds. Of, so when, when, if we come into recording and we all of a sudden start not liking each other mm-hmm. during that process, well, then the show's going to fail. Yeah. And I don't, want, I don't want her to not like podcasting with me. And I don't want to not like podcasting with her. So I'm not completely married to every idea. If I spit something, and this, we had to have this conversation where I'm like, oh, I'm totally fine you not yeah. liking something. Which if, then opened a door for me to be like, woo, all right, sit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's true that, it, that it's like that in any partnership, whether mm-hmm. it's a relationship or a working partnership, that like you have to have the comfort to be able to be honest. And that's why Kelsey feels like she can be okay being like, okay, wrap it yeah. up. Oh, you know, yeah. because like, yeah, but also, we know we- we're not going to go home with resentment. Mm-hmm. It, this is part of the creative process. I know you're not going to hate me after when I tell you you're reapping. No, but it. I'm, I'm so I, I'm with you, Holly, where you, you care to make sure he doesn't misconstrue each other. But I, I need the words when someone's shutting me down. I need someone to tell me, Look, I see where you're going with we this, have to but also toe. we have to do it. Yeah, it's not necessarily very sensitively. Tiptoe, it's <laughs> give me the benefit of the doubt that I was onto something and tell yeah. me, it, but like don't just shut it down mm. because to me, I feel like being silent. This I sound so like being silenced. It just takes the power away, <laughs> but it really does. Like I grew up in a you know in a cold, quiet home where like I couldn't share my fucking ideas. I want to share my ideas. Yeah. I want to have a coffee and just tell Tasha what we're gonna do with our lives. Right, <laughs> just, you know, but it's. So it's, it, but it's, we, we're, we, we think that she complimented me earlier today. I had to, oh, like three days I had ago. to tack up these wires, you know, the wiring's horrible here. I had to tack them up with these little like wire kind of like holder places and I tacked them all up. And then she like the next day, or I didn't tell her I did it. And then a few days later, she was like, babe, you actually did a really good job with this. And I was like surprised that she was complimenting me. And then, and then later on I went in there and I was like, yeah, but did you notice this part? And she's like, I already told you. <laughs> What do you want me to do? And I was like, yeah, you I was like, needs like the compliment like four times for it to stick. But then I was standing there using the thing, and I was like, yeah, it does look nice. I yeah, I needed a, I needed a. Uh, Stop looking for you <laughs> in other people. I know. Well, it's great about that too. That whole scenario that I, was, I said is eventually the phrase was too good, and then she finally like understood it, and that's the divide that with Kelsey and I is like there are there are moments where we have really great collaboration like we'll go we'll go on the road and and she'll uh she'll headline and then she'll go I want to bring Kane on she'll talk she'll go the guy that my husband is the guy that was just up here and uh and then she'll reference some of my jokes and they'll be like oh so it's like a whole now everyone's kind of like in on some big joke so then, like at the end of the show, she'll be like let's bring Kane on and then we'll riff together oh that's fun oh, we're really good at that. 
Like that is really something we're really good on. You guys got like a TV show on your hands right yeah. there. Yeah. It was really fun. And we anytime we go, we're going to go do Tacoma Comedy Club in, awesome. uh, in Washington, Valentine's Day weekend. So we're going to be doing that a lot. And, uh, but then if we go and try and make it a podcast, it's, it's kind of a little bit chaos. Yeah. Because no, but that's good that you guys can keep it conversational is probably your strong suit because you're both comics and spitballing. That yeah, seems yeah. to be where... Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know when our next Mimosa stand-up show is, but you guys are both invited to be on it. It's gonna, <gasps> yes. I think it's going to be yeah. the, the weekend after Valentine's Day. But if not for... The, if, if I can't get you on the okay. next one, we'll just keep, we'll keep asking you guys. Yeah. But um, I also wanted to mention your Patreon because how's your, how's your Patreon going? What, what's... Um, well, I was actually going to... I mean, for any patr- patrons or regular listeners to our show, I'm going to... I was going to email them. We're going to take a step back from the Patreon Patreon, and then just put bonus episodes on our iTunes just because we don't get that many. Yeah. And so it's a really taxing process to do just the, a, the regular show, and which we love to do. Then we got to try and do it again for a Patreon mm-hmm. two it's, times a it's month. It's tough yeah, to build up. Yeah, the, it's like realizing what you like and then what you don't like and you don't want to go over in that other section of being like, yeah. I don't like this now because it's too much. So yeah. so where can, if, if do you have a specific episode our listeners would be the best to start out with Ooh. or just our most our, recent? Our most recent episode is a oh, yeah. our year in review. So oh, great. the first, it's two hours long and the first hour is Holly and I talking about our favorite episodes our favorite subjects and our least favorite subjects, which is a lot of fun because sometimes people will bring on a subject and then during, during the research, you're like, oh, I thought I was going to hate this. Now I actually love mm-hmm. the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> but then you're like, oh, I really hate Pokemon. Let's see what the research... Nope, I still hate fucking Pokemon. <laughs> I hate Pokemon. <laughs> so, um, but then the, the last hour is clips from our show. And I put it in order of how the show would go in sequence. First, we talk about it. Then it's the um, ratings, um, like what we rate you if you get a certain amount over 60%. We also give, out, give away prizes to mm-hmm. guests if you get over 60%. So when you guys come on for your thing, Harry Potter, we're on, uh, what are we on? We're on Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you can, which, which do you, uh, from yeah, Order what? of Phoenix on, which one do you want to be on for? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Okay. I don't know. But She's going to stress out beforehand. <laughs> She's going to be like watching it twice. No, I'm going to have to reread it because yeah. that stuff goes away after it, 10 the years. The of it does. Mm-hmm. Is it yeah. the book yeah. or the movie? We'll do or both. Do, we do, do both. both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That or have you guys done Outlander yet? No. Any of the Outlander uh-uh. books? My, my sister is obsessed with Outlander. I love the Outlander books. Okay. I, c- I could stand to reread the series. So we'll think about it. I'll <laughs> think about stand it. stand to reread the series <laughs> for letting us know you can stand there. I could really benefit from rereading this. Sometimes she talks like she's from the 20s. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I could stand to... What? <laughs> What's yeah. weird about so that? So I want all my audience, all of our audience, the SAP, to know about the WAP. The WAP. Yes, I want everyone... You're already listening in the podcast app, so we're about to end now go over give them a subscribe and then listen to that episode and go enjoy them you know it's a similar audience and they can get to know you guys as well um anything else you guys want to promote social media wise instagram might as well mm-hmm. um i guess at holly anna comedy on instagram that's where you can find all my dates and i mean holly brown.com as well yeah yeah uh at kane holloway on instagram oh and i ugh, i feel what? so gross saying this but i just joined tiktok yeah I love it. It's so amazing. 
amazing. It really is. I, is it good? <laughs> I want to hate it so much. You like it? Yes. I shit. It's so good. I it's so it addicting. It's so it. much fun. And yeah. But now I'm actually getting upset because I'm seeing a lot more people our age joining. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, wait, they can't know about it yet yeah. because I need to like build my following uh, while yes. like it's still possible. Oh, shit. We, we took I a dumb, to we took this. a dumb video in Utah and she got like a hundred plus thousand views. 150,000. It's just a <laughs> yeah. stupid yeah. video. It's yeah. like really easy to go viral on TikTok okay. still because they haven't like rigged the algorithm the way that they have mm. to Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And it's just fun. It's yeah. like way less serious. You know, Instagram is so curated and TikTok is just so stupid. So like it's, it, it's just it's like made social media fun again yeah, right it's like, it's cool. so Kane, what's your tiktok handle? it's just at kane holloway i post um, kane loves tiktok at kane loves kane kane what do you do yeah what are you doing are you dancing so no 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 i i post i'll post videos please will you learn dances with me because like i have my sister won't my brother won't her friends won't dave i did a dance with you Dave did one that one did well too i think that one got like twenty five thousand. is that one of the most popular things when people do synchronized dancing to things yeah you want to talk about flaring limbic systems so i it was New Year's Day and we were still on Beale Street. We went back to this big Memphis mural to do a mm-hmm. video and she's like two it's takes in mural, and then like there's other people are walking by wanting to get photos in front of the mural and she's redoing TikToks. So then we did a version where she starts off doing the dance and then I walk behind her like I don't know her and then I look at her and then I start doing the dance oh, with her and I came out. I mean, yeah, you probably got 30, 40,000 from that, right? Uh, Maybe not that high. 25,000. All right, that. Tasha, you, me, what are you going to do? So what are you doing on TikTok? So I, I post a, I post some of my comedy clips, which did pretty well. Um, just like one heckler video and then one clip from my album. Um, and then uh, and then video, videos of me sketching. Like my, oh. my and my sister was really trying. She's like, "Get on, put your art on, yeah, on and on TikTok." And so I put my art on TikTok, and I got a bunch of people that are like, "This is amazing! Wow. How can I get you?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay." But then I'll put uh, like Eminem just dropped an album two nights ago or last night or whatever, and so I just I did a video of you know that time warp where mm-hmm. it makes you look like you're like materializing on a seat, uh-huh. and I did that, and I like then all of a sudden I materialized headphones, and then the caption was just. Eminem dropped a new album, so I'm not getting any sleep tonight. And then all these people are like, one one girl commented, "You're cool." <laughs> <laughs> I got all these views just from me but wouldn't sitting it be crazy down. Crazy if that makes you like a nationally touring yeah. headliner now because you just yeah. like kicked it. And 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 Tasha is right when she she's like, "Babe, we really need to be getting on this because." And they, by the way, that's just that mean that means that we are so old that we're talking that way. They're like, "We got to get on this bandwagon," but it is a cool. Well, it's just one of those things. Like there is a little bit of a learning learning curve because there are a ton of editing features that are specific to TikTok that you have to learn how to do. So it's kind of just like, okay, let's get in the habit. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know. It's not like younger. What what would they be like Gen Z or something? It's not like younger people naturally are better at this stuff. They just, this was their platform and they learned how to make more time to spare to do it. And so their, their heads move in this creative way like their brains think about oh this would be a funny tiktok i need to do mm-hmm. these things whereas oh. I, you know it's just like yeah. i'm just kind of what? figuring it out i just thought of a good tiktok for you and me to do <laughs> it, just like an impression these are like oh, yeah. 15 seconds yeah. long you just do a quick like rapid fire impression yeah, TikTok. That'd be a good idea. We, should, we should have a tiktok party where we'll set up all the good lighting <laughs> and then people just come in we'll just have the camera ready to go and just tiktok the time away they um. have this thing to follow the hype house I don't follow anyone yet just because I was trying to think that I was better than everybody. <laughs> and uh, But now I think I'm going to start following people. I'm going to check There's, out your it's videos. It's like in LA where like all of the vi- famous 
TikTokers. I don't know if they live there, but it's like some mansion somewhere around uh, here. But they like all film their videos. I tried to take a TikTok of Tasha the other day and I got a new drone. It's amazing. It goes hundreds of feet away and it's just tiny, but it zips in and out. It's be- And it shoots really beautiful. So it was, it, she was doing this dance move and I was close to her. And then I zoomed out like high above the palm tree line, got really high and then came to zoom back in and I got really close. And then for her last move, I was going to go straight up. So kind of like just like wipes away and, and the drone was going to go high. But I hit the wrong button, so the drone went straight at her. At my and this face. Is- oh, no. Straight at my fucking face. Oh, no. My cat-like reflexes. I mean, I really just like... Did you swat it away? The, uh, away? the video so- is like this Matrix move, but it's like... <laughs> but I'm watching it like on a like quarter second delay on my thing, and I go, fuck. And I look up, and she's just like, what the fuck is that? I go, babe, I'm so sorry. Like, you knew right away that I wasn't fucking around. That would have been horrible if that i mean that would have been just straight gassed oh your forehead um but anyway we got to get out of here thank right. you guys so much for being on the podcast the well actually podcast oh, holly yes. kane and everyone go over there give them a subscription and listen to them and of course jump on kane's uh tiktok or check them out there. <laughs> yeah. but thank yeah. you guys so much for doing the podcast thank you i appreciate so it much. come back great. anytime you need to promote anything and we'll get you on the mimosa stand-up show thank too you. i can't wait yeah. All right, bye everybody bye, bye. Do you think people think when people end podcasts that we all just like open a door and leave each other? (laughs) Okay, bye.